This is the Hook Better Leads podcast, and today I'm here with Jason Paris of Paris Painting and Olive Holdings. How are you doing today, Jason? Good, man. Happy on the show. We are talking about traction, right. uh, or EOS, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial operating system for contractors, though, and yep. how to achieve speed and strength in leadership with this system, which is just one system. Yeah, but a lot of people great... in Minnesota and the Midwest use it. Yeah, we actually have really high density in Minnesota, uh, specifically the Twin Cities. I think it, they just had some really strong initial founders and adopters of Traction that came into Twin Cities and it spread and it just landed. It's like a cult. Uh, we don't use that word. So no. <laughs> so first thing you say if you're if you're in a cult, we do not use <laughs> we don't the word use cult. Um, no, seriously though. But real quick pitch for traction. It's basically yeah. it's an operating system, right? That basically yeah. has all these kind of basic components that, frankly, I feel like just should be handed to any new business owner when they're first starting. Like here's kind of some basic uh, components, and some of it's like classic stuff, like. Yeah. your vision, mission, core values. And some of it feels like real basic and like probably precedes this system a long time, but like, it's yeah. basically just like this curated uh, toolbox. And I am not affiliated with traction in any way. I think we almost have, to, I think we're going to have to like put a trademark on EOS too. Cause I've done their, co I've done content about it before. And they're yeah. like, uh, they're really stringent with their like brand. <laughs> I bet they are. They're big enough. They can do that. But, but how has point, this been? Yeah, how has this been useful for you as a contractor? Yeah, so um, the trades are an evolving segment of the economy. It's arguably an industry that hasn't gone through its renaissance yet, um, like a lot of different sectors have. And so, in a lot of ways, the bar is not very high, um, specifically in home services, which is what we deal in, uh, primarily residential trades, and being professionalized. And so it's an operating system that works. Um, is it the best? Is it the only? I don't know. Definitely not. But it's an operating system that if you run, you hit a lot of the kind of foundational elements of being professionalized to the points that you hit. You can't really have your vision traction organizer without identifying your core values, your three-year uh, picture, I think it's called, your core, four, core focus, five-year target, um, sales and marketing strategy, all those things, right? Those are usually not thought out uh, intentionally. That requires intentional thought, thinking, where do I want to go? What's what are, what's our value prop? All those things, which just to call a spade a spade, you look at the trades in general, a lot of times it's, I'm a, I'm a skilled technician. Now I'm an owner operator, right? The amount of um, intentional deliberation that goes into business planning is usually not, um, highly sophisticated yeah so it's, it's a, neither, it's a great system that it forces you to do yeah. a lot of basic um, yeah. business stuff that is rampant and high adoption in other market segments right there aren't many um dentists that don't think through their core values or three-year picture um there are lots of contractors that don't do that yeah and maybe it's people that kind of fall, that have a passion for something like a craft and they go yeah. into it. So same with me. I was kind of like the low, 
low perceiving strategy and more of like gung ho. Let's need it. And I also I think another one is manufacturers sometimes get into it just because it was a need, but it doesn't always have like all that all that business stuff. It feels like kind of business officey stuff. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like, I'm busy doing the work. What do I need to yeah. you know have this, this vision is, this for? Is, yeah, this is really kind of grounded in what would be kind of another instrumental book or concept of the E myth, right? Ooh, yeah, entrepreneurial myth, yep. which is the classic technician. Um, saying that I'm going to run my yeah. own business, but yeah. not really being an owner. Uh, and then you can almost dovetail that almost into rich dad, poor dad of crossing the chasm of being a, a, a an employee versus self-employed versus mm -hmm. business owner. And then to kind of owning an asset, be an asset holder. Mm -hmm. And that chasm that most business owners, they start out as an employee, then they become self-employed and that chasm to jump over to business owner and ultimately an owner uh, which I would classify as generating profits outside of your efforts um, or non-dependent on your efforts. Um, that's a hard chasm for people to cross. Yeah, it's huge. Traction's a good system to start to implement the core processes that get you there. Um, and that's, that's what we operate off of in our companies and big fan of traction. Awesome. So now that you know you, you need to do it, you want to do it. If you're a contractor listening to this, I know you want to do it. If you haven't done it yet, first of all, it's not that crazy or hard to implement and you don't need an implementer. I think that that's going to cause a little bit of, um, what do you say? Uh, I, like, I think this is something people would be scared of if they're in that organization that I'm saying this, but what I'm saying is you <laughs> should, you should be able to do some of this on your own and you should go for it and you should push hard because frankly, no one can do this. No one outside of your organization can do this as well as you if you own it. If yeah, you own you know this, this um, in your company, you're the one that can do this. If you're an owner or you're a, a you know a director level or whatever, this is your. You have the best chance of implementing this well. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll balance so, that out to the EOS gods and just say, yes, you can do it on your own. Talk through my own journey. Um, I think it was 2017 i tried to implement this and failed okay and you do it in your slow season I like that. Different you're like, yeah here's my stuff yeah. here's and then you're like you get hit the busy season you're like let's just take care of what's in front of me and yeah. just put the blinders on and, and you just get overwhelmed especially as a contractor so you did and use then, an implementer no i tried to implement it myself it didn't okay. work out yeah crashed and burned then 2018 we implemented it it stuck we've been building on it and now we are looking to, so this would be, this is the kind of balancing what you said. You can yeah. do it on your own. You can do it successfully. And then once you have it rocking and rolling, very successful, at that point, it's sometimes worth it to bring an implementer yeah. in and refine what you have going because it truly is valuable. Yeah. And they've just seen so many things and that kind of thing. So, okay. So we're going to go in, we're going to zoom in. If you're already in traction, if you already have this mindset, if you already uh, potentially have looked into this, we're going to zoom in on a few, a few key elements of this, which uh, will be clear definition of roles, the, the concept of the L10 meeting, uh, yeah. quarterly rocks, and then I, I want you to talk a little bit about harvest season versus down season as well. So okay. first of all, let's zoom in on clear definition of roles. How yeah. has that helped um, <laughs> and how has traction helped that in your organization? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we started out, I like to say we started out just a paintbrush and a dream, right? When you're the only operator, you carry all the hats. 
and you start adding people on, but maybe you're not quite ready to let go of something and clear, clear roles and clear goals, um, that's where you get unity and alignment. You can go really fast, really far. And that does also, you know, put your feet to the fire to say, where do I want to go? Right? What do I want to align people to? Right? What's our purpose? What are we, where we mm -hmm. actually care about? And so that's where you start setting up people's roles that give their clear accountability. And uh, that can be very freeing as a business owner to say, I'm not going to worry about that because I know that employee X is very worried about that. I'm, I'm going to pay them to worry about it. Right now I can go home and not worry. Um, and then we th there's roles and then there's goals and there's comp. You want to set up their goals and their comp to align with where you're trying to go as a company. And when you do, then there's really no um, moral hazard or awkwardness of what are you doing in your best interest that's not in the company's best interest. Mm -hmm. And in the process of defining these clear different definitions of roles, I th think something I'll add is just, it's all about responsibility. You know, having, it's a, it's a simple word, but it's really important. And who is responsible at the end of the day for that outcome, you know, yeah. and, and having other people own outcomes. It hurts a little bit as a business owner, those first couple of times where you like, let's say a full job gets handed off, like it's totally handed off and let's say a different project manager or something like that. It hurts. It hurts when you're a small business owner, it's hard. But until yeah. you can really put the responsibility on somebody else, it's, yeah. you know, it, There's you, a couple you can't, you'll never have freedom, basically. Yeah, I tie in kind of two comments on that. One is the mental hangup of no one can do it as good as I can. Yeah. Right? Especially in the trades, super common. I'm not going to argue with you on that because um, I thought that yeah. about myself. I thought I was yeah. the best sales rep. No one can sell as good as I can. Um, even if that's true, a team of four or five people will outperform you in every scenario. Oh, absolutely. Every time. So, and now I've found yeah. that specialized people, that's all they do. And they're, they're trained on that. They're actually hired for that. Like they're arguably like built for it. They do outperform me than whatever I, whatever I could do, could have done. Oh yeah. Um, so you, that hurts too over, though. That get over, hurts. Get over the, that first, hurts the first couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Get over the first mental hurdle of like, yeah, I might, if I can hire someone, this is 80% as good as I am. I'll hire two of them. They'll outperform me. That's fine. You may just find yourself saying, wow, I actually hired someone who's even better than me. The second piece is, this is in the traction model, but the concept of a scorecard, which tracks your KPIs, track about your key performance indicators. You talk about responsibility, right? What are you, what is that, what is that role stewarding? That's going to either be a thumbs up or a thumbs down on a weekly basis as we get into the L10 that holds accountability, right? So you want, you want someone to be responsible. It has to be a specific metric. You can say yes or no. And then, uh, then it's not like ambiguous. So I think you're responsible, uh, but I'm not sure, right? That's not a fun place to be. 100%. Um, what about L10? So I love that you got into the, uh, the scorecard and the everyone owning a number. Let's talk about L10. What is L10 and traction and how can contractors potentially use that? I know that from what I've seen, like I, I, like I told you when we were kind of preliminarily chatting about this, I talk about L10, like with our, you know, we do an L10. We have even like, um, you know, specific L10s for departments, right? And then, yep. but I think about it, like sometimes when I'm trying to push this on contractors, I feel like I'm like, um, 
they're like, well, we're not all in the office. So, you know, so what is your, what is your answer to that objection? Like we're not all in the office. A lot of these people are out in the field or how do you handle that? Yeah. I think, uh, man, I would almost start with like, do you want to trade pennies for dollars? Right. Or you want, do you want to trade dollars for pennies or, or pennies for dollars? Um, because you might say like, yeah, we're not in the office. I'm like, well, do you think it's important to get together once a week to track your key performance indicators to know if you're putting the energy and effort to problem solve the right things on a weekly basis? Or do you expect that just to happen, right? I would argue it's not human nature uh, and businesses are made up of humans. It's not human nature to automatically put the right focus and energy on the highest impact priorities to problem solve and drive towards a goal. Um, that's, that's not how human nature works. So there is a, you do have to problem solve, right? We are in the age of quarantining. So we're all doing Zoom and, and uh, Skype calls and, and all these things. There's an, you can take two phone calls with an audio component. Um, depending on your structure, it may be worth it for you as a business owner to drive for, from site to site on a weekly cadence to meet with your field reps, right? Whether sales reps or field reps, right? I would say whatever that cost is that you're gonna incur, whether it's time, mental energy units, uh, driving around if you had to, right? This is the worst case scenario. I think it's worth that cost to get the benefits of an L10 meeting, which I laid out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Putting and a focus and energy on the highest impact activities to problem, solve, to problem solve towards driving to the goal. Yep, and if you could every week, you could just go, you could go into with each of your employees' brains and help tweak their priorities a little bit and get them laser focused on the vision that you guys have maybe set together, but there's a vision and help them tweak it, but it only would take you a little bit of time and you're able to do it a little bit more at scale and you're here. Like, wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you take the time to do that? It hurts It hurts to take that time up front, but then it, it, what I think of it is it cleans up the, the extras, like you were saying, when you're, yeah. you're spending all these extra little moments throughout the week, trying to clean up because you didn't aim properly at the, at the beginning of the week or yeah. you know whenever your L10 is. It's just aiming. It's just helping them aim every week. Yeah. And it's there's a lot of you know bias that um, we all carry in our heads. And you kind of touched on one of them of like, do I have to take a moment to pause now because I'm going to get behind? Right. Mm -hmm. But the reality is is you're trading, you're trading time. And uh, a little bit of preparation now would probably prefer, uh, return like a 5x multiple of, of saving you time later. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about quarterly rocks. What is what is a quarterly rock in traction? And uh, yeah. how would you see these playing out or how have these played out for, for you and your team? Yeah, so you're kind of talking about the middle component here. We talked kind of high level, the vision traction organizer. You know, how, how does that hit the ground is through an L10 meeting, which is as most basic level, a weekly rhythm to hold accountability, review the scorecard, discuss the problems that need to be solved and align on next steps, right? So, you, and then in between that, what connects those two pieces are your quarterly rocks. Quarterly rocks are kind of, well, if you've never heard it, probably have no idea what it is. I'd say it's what it sounds like. On a quarterly basis, which is every three months, uh, you want to establish, you, can, you have goals and rocks. Goals oftentimes are numerical. So your kind of standard or default ones would be sales numbers, production number, net promoter target, margin, something like that. Those would be your goals on a quarterly basis. Rocks are oftentimes more developmental in nature. This may be 
I want to build out five SLPs, right? Five standard operating procedures for my roofing company by the end of Q1, right? That's a rock I'm gonna set. We're gonna check in on it during our L10 meeting. It's gonna be a thumbs up, a thumbs down. It's a thumbs up, that means on track. On track means great. Off track means, okay, do we need to drop that down to an IDS, which is part of the L10, which is identify, discuss, and solve? Do we need to set this as a one-on-one -on -one meeting? outside of this level 10 meeting, because it's a group of people, maybe it's just a one-on-one -on -one between you and your supervisor, or do you, is it off track, but you know what to do and you just need to do it, right? So you want to report in on these rocks on that weekly cadence. Um, other examples might be, I want to design a new logo, um, build a new truck, um, might look through some of ours to come up with some better examples, but no, no, I think the gist, of, the gist yeah. of what it is. No, those are perfect. Yeah, basically having those kind of solid quarterly goals. I, I mean, I just did two, three days of these because I have the quarterly kickoff stuff all like so I did three days of these meetings. Yeah. Which, oh my God, when yeah. I- We start tomorrow. When an, yeah, <laughs> when I was an employee, I just remember thinking like anything like this many meetings, I'd be like, oh God, this yeah. is so pointless. And it's like, I guess that's a good kind of next question. Like, how do you yeah. get buy-in with employees, because I think it's 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 a lot. Of, it's a lot. Like okay, so yeah. you know we and you could pay five thousand dollars, seven thousand dollars a day for a traction implementer to come in, and then they'll be, they might buy in because you might be like, hey, we spent a ton of money on this. You better figure it out and be play along, buddy. Yeah. Or how else can we get people to uh, kind of be part of this? I I actually like kind of I started this company with traction. I, fired, I hired my yeah. first couple employees with traction already going. So I think as they came in, we just said, well, we do traction, but like, what if you were like trying to ramp up uh, an existing team on this? Mm. You need a visionary who can inspire people, right? And that's part of the, the traction model is based off of having a visionary and an integrator, right? And then you have yeah. the, the org chart responsibility underneath that, um, but it starts with those two and a visionary usually the owner operator at the start, they need to be able to inspire people underneath them with a vision. Yeah. Uh, traction will pull that out of you. So that's where I would start. Start with an annual kickoff, start with a quarterly kickoff, start with that BTO, vision traction organizer component of this. Basically, I'll layout. just give a real quick explanation of that too. Cause yeah. I think we, I don't know if we gave a quick, it's basically yeah. a bunch of things for your business at a glance and a one pager that you yeah. can kind of show to anyone and they're like, oh, that's your vision. That's your target market. Yeah. That's your, your key value proposition. You know, basically it gives, it gives a lot at once. So it like yeah. occasionally we were talking smack a little bit about consultants and coaches at the, before this, but if I do have a consultant, <laughs> which I totally do, I totally have yeah. consultants occasionally. I will show them that very quickly so they can kind I of love get, consultants. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, basically our, 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 uh, my critique excuse me, before yeah. this is just sometimes consultants, we, uh, and sometimes I play the role of a consultant with companies on their marketing, right? Sometimes yeah. we as consultants run yeah. in and start suggesting changes before we have all the context. And my biggest thing, I think this is something I like to preach a lot is just as a small business owner, as a growing growth oriented business owner, you have more context on your business than anyone else. And you should trust yourself. That's basically my whole thing. Yeah. Man, I'd put two comments on that, which is I'm not as young as I used to be. And I think I've turned the corner to say, my gut is right. I'm going to go with it. Yeah. Like I've gone through too much of my life doubting my gut 
in situations and uh, I'm just done doing that. So mm -hmm. I, I like your comment on that, trust your gut. The mm -hmm. second being the VTO is great to give as a one pager to your employees, your key staff, um, those around you. For, it's also great to remind yourself, WTF am I doing with my life sometimes in your business, right? I'd recommend doing a VTO for yourself personally as well. But this is where you can get in those dog days of summer and you're like, what, why? Why yeah. life is but a mist, what am I doing? And then you might pull up, oh yeah, here's the three-year picture. Here's our uniques. Here's our core values. Yeah. All right. Now I'm, now I'm remotivating myself right now. Yeah, that's good. Reminding myself I actually, what I want, yeah. what I'm doing. I actually just got a, like the snappy bracelets uh, for my team that just says hook leads change lives. So I'm just like trying to remind us, we're trying to change people's lives. It's, it's certainly yeah. something we have, like, it's a weird time. There's weird yeah. things going on in the world. <laughs> Today is crazy. Um, and the pandemic's going on, all, all that. So for me, it's like having like something like that. This is totally that one pager, but then like trying to boil it down as simple as I possibly can to remind us of our mission is like we're trying to change contractors' lives and yeah. by taking it's things off their plate. And like it's just a, it's hard to freaking stay reminded of these things basically because it's tiring. It is. Business is tiring. I think again, sometimes. that's human nature is not to stay focused and stay on the straight and narrow path and do what you want to do, right? It's uh, human nature is to dive into cognitive dissonance and do things that maybe you don't really mm -hmm. want or desire or believe in. And uh, you've got to set up almost an architecture yeah. of accountability around yourself to make sure that you do mm. what it is you want to do, right? Traction is one of those tools that helps you do that on the business side of your life. That is so well put. That is so well put. <laughs> send you and, a consultation uh, fee. I couldn't have said this. it any better. Yeah, exactly. No, it's just super good. It's like, you know, you're creating your own structure. Oh, I was going to add one thing that you're creating your own structure. It keeps you accountable. It keeps your team yeah. accountable. And the other thing I was going to say is like sometimes, and this has been a, a weekly challenge for me as a business owner during this kind of tumultuous time is you, your fear sometimes create, and this is just, sorry, I'm going off into like the the self-help side of this, but whatever, let's do it. These are my favorite philosophical conversations. Let's yeah. get into it, man. We create the things that we fear. So when you're living in fear mm -hmm. or when you're anxious about something, and this is, this is probably from my therapy, but mm -hmm. you, know, kinda, you start to create the things that you are fearful of. So you got to watch what you're sitting there. Like I, we have, for in our case, sorry, I'm going into it, but we've got 28 clients yeah, we love. Get we've into got, it, we got two that are struggling or whatever, like they're kind of yeah. annoying and they don't they don't have the right expectations or something like that. Well, if I focus all my energy on those two pain, those two mean clients or customers, and I contractors have the same thing, right? You have the like mm -hmm. the the squeaky wheels, and then you you spend all your time focused there. Like, and here's a great example. If I'm shooting out shooting video. With a with a, like a roofer client of ours that we shoot some video with, and he starts talking about like this client that wanted or this customer that wanted 20k back, you know, and like he's having a bad day, but like we're almost we're getting sucked into that fear and you know there's stuff going on whatever there's like some like you know it's real business stuff you can't not deal with it he had to you know he has to make a call he has to deal with that it's a positive thing because he ends up like saving the customer relationship and it's a very positive thing.
but you can't get stuck there. You have to kind of come out of it and focus then on all the great customers that you have and make sure you're spending 80% or 90% of your energy where it's working. How do we delight people with this customer experience? How can we increase it? Not just how can we like stop the like the dripping sad side of the business, which there always is. Everyone has that side of their business, that part of their business yeah. where there's something that hurts. Business, you wouldn't be in business and you already know this if you're a small business owner, you know there's always gonna be something that hurts hurts in the business <laughs> and yeah. you can't you got to kind of like you got to let that i mean i'm not saying you can't you shouldn't be trying to fix it diligently when you have an opportunity but you can't let that dull ache yeah. that happens all the time stop you from being over here and innovating on the customer experience for the people that you love and all like the 95 percent of your customers that are are great and pay and refer and that kind of thing good preach it man yeah that was great it, that's like a life thing too. It's like uh, my wife and I are coming up on our 10 year anniversary. And it's like, do you focus on the things that bother you? You focus on the things that you love, right? And uh, to your point, you want to address items and, uh, yeah. and deal with the issues and deal with challenges, but maybe not necessarily marinate in them. Yeah. I think that's what you're getting to in your business is there are challenges and study them, think about them, develop an action plan, but to marinate your mind and yeah. that kind of stuff is not a, a fruitful endeavor. And you, and you recreate the, the situations. So you're going to get a new situation because you're acting anxious towards this other customer yeah. and they get kind of weird about it. And then you, you got a second day, you know, <laughs> you duplicate, yeah. you focus on it yeah. and duplicates. So that's the weirdest there's, thing. There's, there's truth to that. You could almost run the uh, analogy over to running, right? Are you going to focus on a little ache that you got in your knee or foot? You're going to focus on how great the scenery is. Right. Yeah. And you start focusing on your knee obsessively. Suddenly you're changing your gait to protect it. And now everything else is out of alignment and whack. Right. Yeah. Now stretch, do whatever you got to do, get yeah. the foam roller out, but don't obsess and marinate in that because it's going to throw everything else off kilter. That's huge. Um, so I want to, I want, you had something in here about harvest season down versus down season. Can you talk to me a little yeah. bit about how, how that's, uh, thinking about that has helped your business? Yeah, well, I think even with traction, you know, we're in Minnesota uh, as well as you are. And this is a very interesting place to run an exterior based trades company because it really enforces you to um, seasonality, right? To a time of reflection, planning, deliberation. Um, I think Stephen Covey originated this in his, his book, Seven Effective Habits of High, or Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the qu different quadrants of activity. You have your urgent and important, which is why I would call the harvest season of just execute, go, 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 earn your keep, all those good things. But then you have your quadrant two activities, which are less urgent, but very high impact. The analogy that's oftentimes mm -hmm. used is taking time to sharpen the saw, right? And then you just start cutting down trees in the busy season, but you get to sit back and just sharpen that saw, make it really sharp and really effective then. That's what you kind of do with the traction model as you come into these quarterly or annual rhythms where you get to take a moment to step back, make sure your saw is really sharp. Are you being effective with your resources, which can be time, human capital, energy, cap monetary capital, right? You're being effective towards what you've said you want to do um, mm -hmm. as opposed to just run, run, run. Now, don't yeah, get me wrong. Huge. Running, running, running is also very important. Can't have... Uh, yeah. just the goose without the golden egg 
you have yeah. to have both. Yeah, and I'll I'll put that. Uh, I'll just kind of like say it a different way too, because my uh, an old mentor I had a long time ago said you can't always be on a push. You know, like and and like he was talking about fitness at the time. He was like saying like you you can't sit there and try to be like in muscle mass gain all the time. You have to you have to like take a step back and like take a rest and just like our our adrenal glands get taxed right i will say it's interesting during covid lockdowns it's like it's hard to get back into a push you know what i mean like it's hard (laughs) from my point of because like frankly at the beginning of the year this will be a good time for our business the next couple months will be probably good for business development and all that but it's hard to get back in that mindset because it just still feels like the world is down like you know what i mean Like, like slack was down the other day which is a a I know. Tool, you know. So, yeah, I was yeah. like, "What the heck?" Someone was talking yeah. about Slack. It's a yeah. I, we use Slack. They're like, yeah, "Yeah, you should implement this in a new yeah. way." And then the next like Monday, it goes down. I'm like, it's not usually down. I'll say that, but it basically, it's not. Basically, it just feels like it's just. Uh, it just feels like there's like a like the, they call it force winter, right? Like it's just yeah. it's in business. It's just, it's hard to get cranked back up again in this yeah. scenario. But you, you just kind of got to do it. You got to. And even when you don't feel like it, you know, yeah, but then, but having some time off, you know, a couple uh, extra days during the holidays and things like that, so important to get rested as as a leader too. You talk about fitness, you can only train as hard as you're able to recover. Yeah. You can't train any harder than that. And so the recovery is uh, an equal component to being able to keep the training going. It's good. That's good. And uh, so I, I want to wrap up with that, if that's okay. Um, yeah, man. And uh, I like that you suggested a book too. I, I heard at least one besides E-Myth. E-Myth, a lot of, I know a lot of these people would read the E-Myth. It's a great, that is a yeah, great yeah. book. But you said yeah. Crossing the Chasm. Um, so I'm going to check that out for sure. And because um, that's, a, that's a book, right? The, the I think story. I was referencing um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, okay. his, his quadrant of you start out. Ah. As gotcha. an employee, then you're self-employed, then you're a business owner. I didn't realize that was from that book. Oh, cool. That's a great yeah. book too. I think it's the cash flow quadrant is what it's called. Oh, and then okay, in cool. between that, we just kind of ID'd like this is a very tough thing to do is to cross yes. over. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll, I think I'd also put yeah. a plug out. I volunteer, which I think is how we got connected. Okay. I yeah. volunteer with uh, the Painting Contractors Association, sure. uh, which is PCAPaintEd.org and uh, helping business owners professionalize if they want to. Uh, it's a big passion of mine. Is that like a, is that a paid thing? And, and is like, how expensive is it? It's kind of like the P I call it the PBS of painting. Um, so you can pay to be a member and you get a lot of great things. They also generate a lot of content, a lot of resources for free to generate, to, to benefit the industry. So it's a nonprofit I volunteer with. There's a lot of great people that volunteer there. And uh, the membership is very cheap. Um, but you can also just get involved in, and try and elevate the professionalization of the industry as a whole. It's specific towards painting contractors. Yeah. I know you have a much larger audience. Uh, the trades also has the same effect, but this is a nonprofit. It's 130 yeah, no, years just... old specifically for, for painters. So uh, if somebody wanted to be part of that, what would be their next step? Yeah, go to www.pcapainted.org. And uh, follow the website prompts. You could also reach out to me uh, if you put anything in your description. But um, if you don't, then don't worry about it. Don't reach out to me. Just go to the website. Okay. And then, um, 
Yeah, I I will do that. I'll throw a link to your email in the the description cool. if you if you'd like. And then um, yeah. could you just share your company URLs too, and maybe where they could follow or yeah. follow along on social? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we have Paris Painting Haven Builders. Then we have our paperboard marketing company, but that's not really trades related. It's more of a marketing company, kind of like like you guys uh, that we just have in house. Um, and that's under the umbrella of uh, uh, holdings, which we call all of holdings. And so I'll send you a few of those URLs as well. Awesome. So I'll throw those in the, the uh, description. Let's see. So the, the podcast is Hook Better Leads, put on by hookagency.com and all over social on Hook Agency. Man, it was so good to chat with you today. It was a mixture of ther therapy and <laughs> just traction, traction chat which i love yeah. i love once you get into traction it is just fun like it's fun it to is. just chat about it's just it's having common language i think that yep. that's another thing that it does between businesses you're like oh what's your what are your three uniques what's your core values you know like it's like it's yeah. fun it's fun because yeah. you can like understand businesses exactly man that's really good i appreciate you taking the time to listen to it and check it out uh next week for the next episode. All right, bye.